Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Callback with this week's guest, Polly Jordan. And welcome to The Callback with me, Emma Bentley. This is the podcast where each week I speak to a different actor about a memorable audition. I'm an actor and a writer from the Midlands who's taken two solo shows to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, worked with the incredible Kit and Akin Theatre and has acted in several commercials. However, there are many jobs that I really wanted but missed out on, all because I've been in a bit of a funk. So, this is my chance to turn it all around and through reflecting on our mindsets in past auditions, work out what's the best way to get that call back. So, hello Polly. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm 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 okay. Um I it was nice to get some sun today I was just telling you uh finally got a chance to be out and about and I'm now trying out my studio cupboard um that's very glam you'll have to show me a picture afterwards I'd love to see oh it's it's it is the full glamorous life for me um you've got a quite a snazzy at home studio haven't you well, yeah, we've got a little setup. Um, <laughs> nice. But it's not. We originally we had like a wardrobe that we would get in and shut the sides. But then okay. we used to be able to hear the because we kept the clothes in because they're actually really good for soundproofing. But that's what we, I'm. Do, that's what I'm doing now. But we had Is a that prob- not good. Well, no, it might work for you. But we were. Li- I literally stood in a physical wardrobe, so I stepped into the wardrobe and closed the door, not like a cl- closet yeah. or anything. And then it would creak if you moved oh. if you moved either way you'd kind of get war- very distinctive wardrobe noises <laughs> very clearly yeah, wardrobe okay. noises of a woman in a wardrobe um <laughs> so we've got a slightly probably slightly less soundproof but slightly more practical less wardrobe setup now which I'll have to do well it's, it sounds great to me so thank you <laughs> not sponsored by uh zoom and by road mics but maybe one day who knows Oh, right. I'm using a Rode mic. Okay, so at this point, I just want to cut in to say that obviously this recording was not made on a Rode mic because it doesn't sound beautifully crisp and clear like this recording. Um, So yeah, basically, (laughs) this is like the second podcast episode that I'd recorded. And I hadn't quite got to to grips with the software. Um, Like, I mean, I plucked it in, but I don't know, for some reason, I just it wasn't working. So I apologize for the quality road. If you're listening, like I, I'm trying my best. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm on a curve. I'm on a like vertical curve. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can carry on listening now. Thanks. So thank you so much. Thank you. 
you sent me a message um, when I was sort of like talking about the ideas for this podcast um, with a hilarious story, which hopefully we will get into in a bit. Um, but just as a sort of like, yeah, introduction to for you and also for anyone listening, um, basically what I am obsessed with finding out at the moment is so I've been like doing a lot of um you know emotional and well-being stuff on myself throughout this coronavirus time we find ourselves in um and so much of you know how we behave as actors is about like and how well we do in our work is about just how we are doing mentally at that time mm-hmm. um and I think yeah I've just had a massive like wake-up call of oh yeah if I'm like feeling really shit about acting and the industry and other things in my life I'm probably not gonna go in with the best energy um for an audition mm-hmm. um and I, and I just hadn't really I don't think I've really thought about it because I'm, I'm like I've, I've in the past I've been a real pusher you know mm-hmm. um and really like oh just try really hard and it will be fine um and and now I'm kind of very like I don't want to say I'm an expert at all at all because I'm not but I'm like tentatively like learning about energy and magnetism and these things and I'm just like oh my god that was literally the worst like even if even if I was good like there must have been something going on there where people were just like she's scary um like please like please leave um I don't know hopefully it wasn't that bad but I don't know um I don't know which is why I want to talk to other people about like the intricacies of sort of the relationship between going the relationship between actually acting in an audition and actually just you know learning the role and doing the part but also just mentally mm-hmm. how you're feeling on the day mm-hmm. so I'm thinking short episodes but really like zooming in yeah not zooming in as in zoom just the word <laughs> zooming in is like going in closer about yeah about what was going on on that day um so does that sound good sounds great (laughs) sounds good great cool um but yes thank you so much because I know that um I I just really appreciate people being really open about this side of the job because I think we don't always talk about it enough and and it is it's it can be a bit uncomfortable yeah and, yeah and also I think it's it's such an interesting time to be having that conversation because right now we obviously are in a totally different wacko time where mm-hmm. all of us that have placed a lot of value on whether or not we're working or what we're doing or whatever have had to deal with what who we are and and what our value is and what we what we as people value when all of that stuff is taken away from us 
And when all of that stuff is stripped away from us, because I think a lot of us have all of our identities tied up in what we do and have so much meaning placed on it. And, and, and actually one thing that is possibly a good thing, I think from this whole pandemic, are we, am I allowed to say the word pandemic? Cause I know sometimes it's like censored from things from the pandemic. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, say, say the pandemic. I, I like saying it because it reminds us that it's a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I think one of the one of the positive things from from the pandemic, if there is one for, for actors, is that it it does make you re force us to reevaluate like who are we when we're not working, and and mm. what what do we place value in other than our work? Because actually, we don't have that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure, and and like just going back a bit to what I was saying earlier you know like I'd go into auditions in a really bad place but be like if I got this job then then I would be really happy but it's Mm. like the reason I wasn't getting the job is because I was going in as a like sad desperate person so like and then also yeah going back to the the pandemic then like when you even take away the auditions you don't even get that little like hit of excitement of going to it and you are just then you really have to deal with your shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I want to feel ready for like when things do start opening up again, like I really just want to use this time. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at all saying I'm one of those, like use the pandemic to change your life and <laughs> learn a new skill and start a podcast. But, um, but also if you want to fine, but yeah, I just, I just it's not because of it I don't know whether the pandemic has just made me realize it quicker but I'm sick of it like I'm sick of that way of working so want to work out how to bloody well change it um one podcast episode at a time yeah exactly (laughs) um so we're going to talk about an audition that you had um I think was it like a year ago uh, probably a bit more than that now it was it was in drama when I was in drama school and it was one of our last productions that we did in drama school so okay little, so little you now. yeah so you um trained at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama mm-hmm. which is where we met Mm-hmm. But, but we didn't really meet like a lot but we sort of crossed paths there which was nice yeah um, because I did the writing for stage and broadcast media MA and you was it called contemporary acting MA yes contemporary acting or acting for contemporary theatre or something like that yeah something like that that'll do <laughs> um and so you had an audition at the end of your like near the end of your course is that right yeah, so what had happened, in fact, I actually remember that it was a couple of weeks before we we did our show, um, mm-hmm. and an audition came in actually for something else um, that was quite exciting for me, um, mm-hmm. a TV job, and I, I really, really wanted to go for it. 
And it was, of course, because this is the way the universe works, it was on our opening night, literally on our opening night. Um, And I thought I would ask the director if I could go. Um, Yeah. But obviously it was no. And, uh, you know, the director said to me, you know, apart from anything else, if, if anything else comes up, like thing is, is it's a matter of principle. You've committed to this to this show now and you know that mm-hmm. you're you're a professional and and so you know um it's just a matter of principle that that you can't you can't go even even if logistically we could have made it work because i wasn't like the, the biggest part or you know we probably could have made it not not me missing opening night obviously but just earlier in the day we might yeah. have been able to right, okay but it was kind of a matter of principle so i i just went away and kind of was like okay and i managed to rearrange it and it was fine and then something else came up and it was for um it was for a theater show and they wanted to see me a f- like three two or three days before that it was like a tech day right mm-hmm. and um i knew that if i asked again obviously the answer would be no because i'd been burned once and it was a pretty definite <laughs> no yeah and so i just you know i went back to them and i said like is there anything you can do it's 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 production week of my you know one of my last drama school shows and i i really you know, I probably do need to be there mm-hmm. for this tech, you know, and they said, there's, there's nothing we can do. We're only doing two days of auditions. Um, so it's up to you, you know, we'd, we'd love to see you, um, see if you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I decided that rather than try and ask if I could get out of it and be told no, I yeah. just sort of went, okay, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll see you there. <laughs> and I just thought, I'll just deal with it later. I'll just do with it later. Um, Okay. And it was it was an absolute recipe for disaster. Um because first of all, I had it was one of those shows where I had a lot of stuff to prep. And they gave mm-hmm. me and like the week leading up to it, I had like sides to learn. I think I had a song to do. So I was going to tech till like 10 p.m. at night, coming back and then trying to learn sides and then coming back in at eight o'clock in the morning to do tech. And it was just a bit of a nightmare in terms of that yeah. anyway um and then there was this whole facade of how am I gonna like not come in on this rehearsal and and also feeling very guilty and feeling like you know if if anyone were to find out then just mm-hmm. feeling like would I not be able to do the show would I get <gasps> kicked off my course and because obvi- obviously if I couldn't do the show then I wouldn't have enough credits to graduate so all this okay, going around in my yeah. head but it was, and you know, it was a, a really good opportunity. One that I felt like if I got it, you know, it, it was like a, a sort of a year contract or something. So it would just like set me up mm-hmm, for like mm-hmm. my first year post-graduation. And I felt like high risk, high reward, you know, high risk, high reward. Let's, let's just, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, so the morning of this tech, I, um, I called in sick, or I think I might've emailed in sick um Mm -hmm. because my my but my worry was you know that the the director because because I'd already asked about something and been told no that Mm -hmm. the the director would be instantly suspicious um right yeah I I just had to really write a really well-worded email and um the the audition was actually out of London as well so I remember I had to get up really really early get on a tube get on a train and of course my drama school is right next to the tube and I was going out of London at the same time that everyone was coming in the tech. 
Oh my god! So, the levels so of stress, much drama. the levels oh. of stress were so high, like astronomical. I was so anxious, <laughs> and I thought, well, the only way I'm going to be able to get away with it is if I obviously put on a disguise. Because what is a more logical thing to do at <laughs> seven a.m. on a Tuesday morning? So oh I was god. wearing like, I was wearing like a hoodie pulled up around my face, sunglasses, a baseball cap a massive coat to kind of try and hide behind um, okay. looking ridiculous and then carrying all my various things that I had to bring on my back. Was and it an Aximizo thing? No, it was, I just had like sheet music. I had to do a bit of singing. I, just oh, okay. had, I was had, imagining like guitar, no, drum kit. Thank okay. God. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was stressed about it, um, mm-hmm. and you know, got on the train, um, got to this town outside London, and um, start getting people texting me, asking me where I am, asking if I'm okay, and mm-hmm. I have Google Maps up. I'm trying to find where the theatre is, like on my Google maps, I'm walking on like a big main road and I start getting a call from the director and I'm like, well, if I pick up now, then there's going to be cars in the background. So I'm just going to have to decline the call. So just start declining calls, um, ignoring texts, trying to swoop them off my phone so I can see where I'm going. I think that is the best thing to do though, for sure. Because you've, you've made your choice. Like you've decided to go. So therefore like you just go down that route and then deal with all the other shit later on yeah yeah this is the thing is half my brain was in this mode of like audition mode the lines the song the getting there the how do I look oh I'd also decided to nick um part of my costume from the show I I um because I was audition- the thing I was auditioning for was like a period um piece so I'd uh-huh. stolen some of the shoes that I was wearing in the show so I was like nice. gonna know because the shoes are going to be gone you're going to say if she's ill why has she got a pair of shoes from the show with her I was just overthinking the whole thing um yeah uh anyway well saying, that does sound pretty like there's so the I just yeah I'm astounded like there's so much involved in this yeah so my brain was just it was fried before I'd even got to the to the theatre you know yeah yeah yeah. Um, okay so that's that's yeah that's (laughs) that's definitely quite quite a journey um so I think we're saying you definitely weren't in the best frame of mind and you obviously knew this when you when you arrived when you finally got there so did you then try and do something to address that or was did was there no time or there was time yeah I locked I went into a cubicle and I could I could feel that I was pretty stressed I locked Mm -hmm. myself into a into a cubicle in one of the loos and I did like a little vocal warm-up and I did a little Mm -hmm. bit of breathing and I just said to myself look because because obviously a lot of it was that I had all these anxieties about well there's the audition and then there's everything that happens after that that I have to clean up 
Like how how do I go in tomorrow and, right. and yeah. undo all the damage I might have done? How am I going to have like maybe a tricky conversation? And mm-hmm. and obviously then having to put to do a show. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I was. It was hard to kind of really just. I was just trying to get myself to just focus on what was right in front of me and not mm. on all the other stuff that I was like, as soon as I leave the audition room, all that stuff comes back and I have to deal with all of that again. But for yeah, the like, yeah. however long I'm in the audition room, that's just got to be my. So yeah, I tried to do a bit of breathing and, but I, what happened was I, as I was waiting to go in, or having done all that lovely breathing stuff and trying to chill myself out, as I was mm-hmm. about to go in, um, literally a minute before. You got... saw your childhood nemesis. <laughs> no, no oh, I wish. Okay. I wish it had been that. I got That's another... what I imagine. No. Someone's got... like, hello, Polly, remember me? No, you know what would have been a plot twist? If I saw someone okay. else from my... <gasps> that would have been amazing. That would have been yes. brilliant. That's not what happened. I wish I okay. wish it was. Um, <laughs> no, I got I got another call from my director and I got a voicemail. Um, I could see okay. that I've been in some voicemail. And 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 I just started really my heart just was in my mouth and I just started <laughs> to really freak out. And I put my phone on airplane mode because I was like, I don't want to get a call in the mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. room. So I'm just gonna pretend that I'm asleep or dead or (laughs) I'm just gonna put my phone on airplane mode and not worry about it so that's that's what happened but I went in with that having been the last thing that happened to me so as you can imagine that is exactly the the energy that I brought into that room okay did that was there any like adrenaline that kicked in when you got in the room with like a sense of professionalism or were you just like I'm on fire I'm burning (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think um that was probably simmering underneath and I think I think they knew that I'd I because obviously I'd gone off I'd gone up to them and asked them if we could rearrange so I think they they knew that I'd actually ended up sort of missing a bit of 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 my school day yeah and they did ask me about that in in the room they were like oh thanks for being here you know I, how did you end up getting getting around all the problems we had and I what just did you was, say I I just I was probably literally crumbled in front of their eyes but I just kind of was like yeah uh well I've made it work so that's fine don't don't really need to think about it don't really need to talk about it anymore it's, it's just sorted don't worry <laughs> they're kind oh of like God. yeah you sure it's gonna be I'm like yeah 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 um, I was really <laughs> stressing really stressing yeah oh. Okay, um, and how do you think the actual audition itself went, like, pieces-wise? Yeah, again, like, nothing... I mean, to be fair, I I probably have had worse auditions in some respects. Like, nothing dramatically Mm -hmm. went wrong. I didn't fuck anything up too dramatically. But it, it was definitely more just that, you know, if we're talking about energy it just kind of permeated the whole room. Mm. And, you know, sometimes, I think sometimes the people on the other side of the table, like it feels like you want to put them at ease almost, or you want to all be able to sort of relax into the audition. And sometimes when, when someone's really nervous, um, mm. it sort of everyone's a little bit on edge almost. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think 
maybe it was a little bit of that. Um, and obviously some of it was nerves because it was a, a job that I really wanted, but I yeah. think the stakes were so much higher because it felt like I was really putting something on the line. And if I booked it, I was like, well, this will just be, you know, a, a funny anecdote and it won't really matter what happens with everything else. If, But I felt like, imagine if I don't get it or it goes really badly and then I come back and everything falls apart back uh, back at the with the show or you know my worst mm-hmm, case mm-hmm. scenarios with that come true yeah that is really hard um I have a similar thing that happened to me but it was it, so basically I was doing a um a show for babies um uh so it's an amazing show it's called Nest um, and it's by two really great friends of mine who are just brilliant theatre makers. And I was booked to do this brilliant spring tour of it. And then I got an audition for, um, do you know the play Rotterdam by yeah. um, John Britton? Mm-hmm. Which obviously is a great play and I really wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. then my um, friends who were doing Nest were brilliant and they were like we understand like that sounds like a great opportunity for you go forth and audition and I'd also just left my job at the National Theatre because I was like I'm gonna go and do a three-month theatre tour like I cannot have a CSA job for a while get me mm-hmm. and then so basically <laughs> I think you know where this is going I um yeah so I turned down this brilliant three-month really well-paid tour of the baby show and auditioned for Rotterdam and then I didn't get Rotterdam <laughs> and um and then I was unemployed for a really long time and, and it was fine in the end but actually do you know what that is when I really think that what's meant for you will always not pass you by because what actually happened was then because that was when I was doing my MA anyway so then it meant that I was in London I didn't have a job, so I could actually focus on my MA for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then that year, I got three adverts. So Ooh. I was absolutely fine for yeah. for money. So um, the point of that story was that I just wanted to make myself part of this. Um, no, the point of that story <laughs> was, um, <laughs> yeah, just that, like, if you're worried that when you start trying to like level things up against each other do you know what I mean and be like okay so Mm. I've got these boxes there and then that's like gonna make this worth it and then this will like only but if that doesn't happen then that will mean that that was a waste of time like Mm. it just doesn't work like that does it like Mm. it's so much like you you can't I just think I'm definitely going to stop trying to play God, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. I really admire you for just being like, I've got an opportunity. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try and make it work no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but what would you say? Yeah. What would you say? Like looking back on the experience in terms of like boundaries I think I think the problem was is that I think I either should have jumped in two feet 
and gone, mm. I and and kind of actually in a way either cared less and and really gone against the grain mm. and been like, I'm turning my phone off all day. But for me and just who I am, that that would have been quite difficult to really do. I think maybe I thought I was doing that, but I absolutely wasn't doing that. Because actually I was really, really racked with guilt the whole time. I felt really guilty. I felt like I'm sort of letting people down. Um, I'm lying to people and I feel like they are going to probably figure it out, especially the director who, as I say, we'd already had a conversation about me having about me going off to do something and I know that other people had sort of come to her about doing things and she'd said no so I had actually I had a lot of guilt and I did care about the show and I I did want to do a good job at the end of the day so I was trying to reconcile everything and also being like listen I'm just about to graduate drama school this is a like my a really good opportunity um mm. and I don't know how many of these are, are gonna come around um and you know a lot of uh, other people that I was speaking to close to me were like I mean you kind of have to grab those sort of opportunities when they when they come um and I was weighing up the size of the opportunity and and how good it would be for me and obviously as I say the length of the contract the financial security you know with actually sort of what was at, at risk but as I say I think I sh- either should have just gone in two feet and mm-hmm. really not given a fuck and then just done the audition with feeling guilt-free um or I should have if I knew that I was going to make myself feel so stressed and anxious that it was going to impede my ability to actually do the job on yeah. the day then I just shouldn't have gone because yeah what I ended up doing was something in between where actually my head wasn't really in it anyway so yeah Yeah. but I didn't know that until I was you know there in the room so it was worth it because it was all a really valuable lesson yeah (laughs) and also it's a really fucking funny story (laughs) I mean let's say that it was all a good experience no I mean obviously you know I got to I got to meet the team and as I say it could have gone worse um and yeah I'm sure that I'll have got something out of it but it mainly was stress um that was the main takeaway yeah yeah but you wouldn't you wouldn't do the same thing again now you know it's difficult because drama school is such a unique experience I would never um like try and get out of a professional contract obviously um and that's the difference is normally they're they're literally paying you to be there so that's very clear cut um drama school is a bit different because they're training you to enter the industry so in a way you think well this is what you've trained me me. for this is is what you've trained me for is to go and and work and and so i should surely this is what i should be doing but yeah, as I say, it's also, there's just a lot, there's a lot to deal with. So it, w- it would be different in another scenario because I'd probably be contracted to something else or I wouldn't be. So that it kind of wouldn't be an issue, I think. Oh, Polly Jordan, thank you so much for sharing that absolutely terrifying, nightmarish audition story. Um, yeah, that was incredible. And I think that reminds us all that boundaries are so important um and sometimes 
it's just not the one you know sometimes it's gonna cram way too much into a day to try and make it work for that audition and you can find another way you are in control you have the power uh so holly you're amazing thank you um and listeners you are amazing as well thank you so much for being here um i'm absolutely loving making this podcast it's just uh great speaking to so many actors um not only the people i'm interviewing um but you guys out there as well um i feel like i'm just preparing myself in such a brilliant way to when the world does start to open up again and i'm very excited to put this all into practice so yeah uh, let me know if you feel like you're going on that journey a bit with me as well or not a bit like a lot feel like you're completely changing your mindset that's the plan um uh so yeah do uh like and subscribe to the podcast if you have time to leave me a little review that would make me very happy indeed um tell your friends tell your family uh tell your foes tell everyone um i i really want this to get out to as many as many actors out in the world as possible uh so yeah we'll see maybe we even have some people overseas one day who knows uh what else oh yes uh, next week i have the incredible john case on the podcast uh, jonathan case they are an incredible human and actor uh you might know them from playing scorpius malfoy in harry potter and the cursed child uh and we have an extremely inter- interesting conversation uh we actually talk about a couple of auditions um it might even have to be a bit of a bonus episode to be honest because uh, i think the conversation was a bit longer than 30 minutes um so do uh stay tuned for that uh okay that's all from me thank you so much everyone take care and i will see you next week bye the callback is written and presented by me emma bentley it's edited by Karis Taylor, artwork by Reyes de las Heras, and the title music is by K Minor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.